0: I was fortunate to recognize that there was definitely a role for us to play in the workforce development arena in our area. And I recommend to people, you start small, you just begin building. And it's amazing how it builds and how over time you you can become an architect at this.
1: I'm Kathleen Hughes, and you are listening to FYI, the Public Libraries podcast, a production of the Public Library Association. In this episode, our guests will discuss new research examining the role U.S. public libraries play in supporting workforce and small business development. The new report from IMLS and COSLA includes 10 library case studies and analysis that provides an increased understanding of current and emerging public library practices, how they intersect with existing workforce systems, key themes, and future considerations. Our guests are... I'm Lara Clark. I'm a deputy director with the Public Library Association
2: and also the ALA Public Policy and Advocacy Office, and I use the pronouns she, her, and hers.
0: I'm Natalie Rupert. I'm the manager of the Career and Job Services Division for the Kenton County Public Library located in Northern Kentucky, and my pronouns are she,
2: hers, and hers as well. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks, Kathleen. It's a pleasure to be talking with you again, Natalie. About a year ago, we worked together with other members of the Libs Work Network to produce a series of webinars for PLA that tackled a range of topics related to workforce development and provided practical tools and tips for libraries to plan, deliver, promote, and advocate for services to advance equitable economic recovery. We talked about service for folks who've been incarcerated, to youth workforce readiness, to using labor market information, which I think was one that you helped us with. And folks can find a link to the series archive on this podcast web page to learn more. And since then, we've compared notes and worked on policy advocacy related to libraries and workforce services, particularly career navigators, and learned from recent PLA research that about 18% of all public libraries have staff with workforce development responsibilities. The report from IMLS and the Institute of Museum and Library Services and the Chief Officers of State Library Agencies shares 10 case studies, including from your library, the Kenton County Public Library in Kentucky. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your library and your community.
0: Kenton County Public Library is located in northern Kentucky, immediately south of Cincinnati, Ohio, along the Ohio River. The area also borders eastern Indiana. The system has three physical branches, urban, suburban, and rural to be specific, catering to approximately 160,000 plus cardholders. Some major local businesses include transportation and logistics. We're within driving distance of about 80% of the country. Healthcare, advanced manufacturing, and of course, the horse racing and bourbon industries.
2: We have a staff of approximately 150 people right now this intersection of the three states and all these sectors and different public agencies really seems like it creates a rich ecosystem for the library to engage. How did you and your library get involved in workforce services?
0: We kind of go back to after the last recession of around 2008, 2009, we reached out to our local American Job Center, who back then was being inundated by people searching for employment and asked how we might be able to help. The director of operations for what we call the Kentucky Career Center was really appreciative. We started adding programs and resources based on the American Job Center's suggestions, beginning with digital literacy classes, GED classes, and adding standard job search skills programs like you might expect, resumes, interviewing, those kinds of things. I also spent considerable amount of time interviewing our local community partners who were engaged in workforce to uncover resource gaps I wanted to add to our own services without duplicating the efforts of our community partners. That turned out to be something that was quite important to us. By recognizing that citizens considered us a center of education in the community, we started building our career and job services website and referred to it as Job Search Central. We try to make it easy for people visiting our public service desks or accessing our website online to learn about both ours and our local partners' resources. Our partners appreciated the support and referrals between us have become a constant over the years.
2: This is one of the things that I really appreciate about this new report is that it talks about this referral process and it talks about it being across the entire ecosystem, right, to the library, from the library, to the workforce agencies, to local employers. And this, to me, is a real through line for what we think of as, quote traditional library services as well as what we see and hear from workforce agencies and is also a topic that we see elevated during the pandemic. There is no single entity that can meet all the diverse needs that we see in our communities and that's true for libraries but it's also true for some of our community collaborators. When I was in library school studying reference librarianship one of the key elements was this Idea of information and referral. And I know that you, Natalie, came Mm -hmm. from a background in workforce as opposed to many of our listeners who might have come from within library school as I did. Talk to me a little bit more about the referrals that happen at your library. I think you have a few examples, and I think it helps to see what that actually looks like from where you sit and also from your background in workforce development.
0: Librarians are natural researchers and teachers, so we thought we would focus on what we do best building well-researched content for all our job search skills programs. All our instructors, either library staff or paid colleagues, are considered subject matter experts in their areas. Consequently, many of our community partners, especially social services agencies, send their staff to our classes for training. So that's kind of a, a new referral. So we go back and forth like that. We also offer a job search support group for professionals in transition and people interested in re-entering the paid workforce. So twice a month, staff from our local American Job Center attend the meetings, including a local veterans representative, And they assist participants with access to WIOA, Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act funding for training to grow their skills and other services. Our American Job Center, also called the Kentucky Career Center, has adopted an attitude of meeting people where they are. And in our case, it's at the library. They've recognized that by us referring people to them, they now see what the types of people, our patrons that are coming in, and they've chosen to come here to help us. So that's been great. Also, our local chamber of commerce gets calls from people interested in relocating to our area, and they're looking for help finding jobs. So they now automatically refer people to our programs and they have a video about NKYG, which is our job search support group, posted on
2: their website. Those are several symbiotic relationships that we have going on. I really appreciated in the report that they gave a little bit more detail. So if anybody's interested in learning more about NY... NKYG, the Northern Kentucky Accountability Group. Northern Kentucky Accountability Group they share more details about that. And I also appreciate that people are learning from each other, right? Like the library staff are learning from partners and partners are learning from library staff and the patrons are learning from all of you. I think the library community knows well this idea of silos and how do we break that down without duplicating or reinventing the wheel and also without creating more work for ourselves, right? Like how do we leverage each other's assets? I think this referral piece is really important. And I also think that way that the report talks about three types of workforce and business development activities across the 10 case studies and, and kind of groups them in three ways, standard, specialized, and community hub. And I like this because it really resonates with the range of services and capacities that we see in public libraries of all sizes, from towns to big cities, right? Every library is doing something in this space, even if they don't call it workforce development. And I like that it's inclusive of this powerful role that any and every library can play by providing access and help using technology, and then you just go from there. And without these fundamental resources, it's hard to make any kind of headway in the world. If you don't have access to a device, if you don't have have internet access if you don't have help. And I also like that it can serve as a pathway for libraries that might want to expand their reach with new services or collaboration. And I think many of the services that your library offers falls into this community hub tier with training programs, with other partners, serving as a convener. Talk to me a little bit about what it takes to be a community hub in your mind from your experience. To
0: be the trusted front door or a community hub for your patrons and local organizations and businesses, you need to provide access to accurate information about your community partners. To me, this means you have to take time to understand the missions of your partners and build relationships with them. There's a lot of competition for funding in communities. We try to make it clear that we're not competing with our partners. We're supporting them and help them out without duplicating their services. For us, we started out focusing on our own American Job Center, and it's an umbrella organization for many. So when I say American Job Center, covers a lot of ground. Also, our Chamber of Commerce, they, to us, were the two workforce leaders, and we kind of built from there. Right now, our executive director serves as the treasurer of our local workforce investment board, so he's very engaged. And I and several other members of our team serve on a committee called Grow Northern Kentucky. It's an initiative and our local effort to prepare our workforce for the future, We're constantly engaged in the conversations that help educate the rest of the community about the future of work, what's to be expected in our area, and current job opportunities. What we do is Grow Northern Kentucky brings together all the partners that you used to always see in education, like our universities and your schools. But it's bringing a lot of the businesses, a lot of the social services, agencies together, a lot of philanthropies to really think, okay, what's going to happen in our area in the next 10, 20 years? And how do we make sure that we have the people we need to fill the jobs and to help people live satisfying,
2: you know, useful lives here? Well, and it seems like such an important place for libraries to be. All of those partners that you're talking about and this topic of economic vibrancy, it seems so critical to be visible, for the library to be visible in these spaces and for people to associate the idea of the library with the future of the workforce. There's just so many interesting pieces there in what you just said. One service that your library offers that I think is still pretty new, you're not the only ones doing it, but I think you might be one of the only ones in this report that speak to this. And I think that is career navigation. Can you tell us a little bit about what is this and how does your library support it or how does it enable this in your community in Kentucky?
0: So when COVID-19 hit, our workforce investment board director asked us if we wanted to be included in an application for a dislocated workers grant. Naturally, we said yes, and we're fortunate enough to be awarded a $60,000 grant. We use that money to create three part-time positions for what we called career change navigators. So we hired three individuals and trained them in basic library services, had them take all of our job search skills classes that we offer, which are over 30, including our Microsoft and Google classes. And then we set them to work helping people who had lost their jobs due to COVID and visited the library to find work. That was a stipulation in the Dislocated Worker Grant. The assistance at the time ranged from resume guidance to identifying open local opportunities to prepping people for interviews. The program was so well used that when the grant ended, our director added the positions to our operating budget. What we did then is we changed the titles to Straight Career Navigators, and we advertise their services through our website, newsletters, and social media sites. The roles keep evolving and expanding as we adjust to today's marketplace. Some of the things that career navigators are doing in terms of career navigation are things like this. They'll meet individually with patrons to reviews, resumes, they help people identify transferable skills. They raise awareness about career paths that have a lot of openings with our local employers. They provide access to our American Job Center resources, which includes some of the social services that people who have lost their jobs might need. And they prep people for interviews. That's a big part of what they do. They're also presenting weekly, one of them, at our American Job Center's orientation for people who have recently lost their jobs and have just started the process. They're up in front of those people that are new to unemployment and it doesn't matter whatever their background is, they hear about our resources. They also arrange hiring events at all of our branches and host family career days, which provides opportunities for both elementary, middle, and high school students to learn about careers kind of outside of their school day with parents around. And the fun thing about that we've learned in working with the schools is the schools have asked for our help in educating parents about jobs. So they're doing that too on the small business side we're adding program that benefits entrepreneurs without duplicating services We have a very active small business association, and we have a program called Blue North that works with entrepreneurs closely here. We've discovered there's a need for small business owners to learn how to prepare for, say, an OSHA visit, to learn how to manage Google Analytics. So we're doing classes like that with small businesses. Both of our career navigators now teach classes regularly, like elevator pitch power hour, building an online brand, practical resume strategies, all kinds of things like that.
2: ALA and PLA have been working at the federal level to support the inclusion of library-based career navigation programs as part of federal workforce policy and including federal funding for a pilot program to increase the number of high-quality library-based career navigators throughout the country. This is such a great fit for the work that libraries have traditionally done, but also where there's just a huge need. And I'm really looking forward to talking more about Career Navigators when we're together at ALA's Lib Learn Conference in New Orleans in January 2023 with you and colleagues in Nevada and Minnesota about the different ways that your programs work. And we'll have a new resource for libraries coming out for folks that want to learn more about how this might work in their library. So let's wrap up with some practical steps. I think it can be a little overwhelming sometimes to know where to start. And you've obviously been doing this work for a while. What advice do you have for other libraries that would like to get started, add, or expand workforce services?
0: Take the time to get to know how your American Job Center functions in your community Every state has one. Talk to their leadership about their pain points and where they may have gaps in their services. Attend your local workforce investment board meetings. Learn who the decision makers are in your community. And highly recommend you find a staff member who is a leader to drive the bus. I was fortunate to recognize that there was definitely a role for us to play in the workforce development arena in our area. My executive director agreed and supported everything I and our team did. And I recommend to people, you start small, you just begin building. Takes time, so definitely start small. Not all libraries have the resources that we do. A system smaller than ours to the south of us, they recently got a kiosk from their American Job mm-hmm. Center that they keep in their lobby with just all the information that's available about the American Job Center for them. So just little steps, and it's amazing how it builds and how over
2: time you, you can become an architect at this. Thank you so much, Natalie. I think start small is good advice for almost anything we want to do in life, along with looking at the landscape, such as finding your local one-stop or job center, and then listening to what the community needs. So I always appreciate talking to you about the things that you're seeing and hearing. And it's a good reminder that libraries are not in this alone. We do not need to carry the ball by ourselves or reinvent the wheel. We can start by simply raising awareness of our services with workforce agencies, strengthening referrals and seeing where we can go from there. This economic development piece is something all local government officials care about. So, it's a great place for libraries to be visible and plug in with local systems and help with our own advocacy so that we are understood to be leaders um, in terms of educational and economic opportunities. So, I really appreciate all of your good work, Natalie, and I look forward to talking with you more about these issues in January in New Orleans. And I'm going to hand the baton back to Kathleen, but thank you So much for for making time to talk with me today.
1: Thanks, Lara. That was Lara Clark, Deputy Director, Public Library Association and ALA Public Policy and Advocacy, and Natalie Rupert, Manager, Career and Job Services Division at Kenton County Public Library in Kentucky. Learn more about public libraries and workforce development at www.ala.org/pla/initiatives/workforce.